Welcome to the No Mogul Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding, and my name is Rick Veda. You can also follow along on social media, at Rick Veda, that's R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A, or email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. So thanks for tuning in. With that being said, I hope you're having an amazing day. Starting off this week with Pocket Skateboard Magazine's latest episode of Followed. So this time around, they had their cameras pointed at Paul Rodriguez. Yes, you know, a.k.a. P-Rod. This was nice because we got to kind of see a little bit more about, you know, Paul's life and what he does on the weekends that are just in his normal everyday life. We've kind of seen bits and pieces over the years. But I made note because the first 20 seconds of this, like Paul opens up completely freaking out like he is the most stressed i've ever seen him ever like this dude is normally pretty like even keel like he's just cool dude is freaking out i was like dude i mean like some meditation or breathing exercises might you know benefit this like basket case I was like what the hell man take it easy paul i thought they were gonna have to cut the camera short like no 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 you know what we have to come back paul's in on a good space right now let's just come back yeah so it's pretty crazy to see I'm kidding, of course. Dude was living it up. Loving it. I mean, he's, he, he then proceeds to kind of let us know his plans for the day, which included, you know, heading to his new park, which is awesome. He shows it. You have to watch it. He explains more about it. Chilling with a cigar. Enjoying his day, which is kid-free. Yeah. So I, mean, I was thinking, like, man, I sure do love me some kid-free days. I love it. And I never really know what to do with him, though, like when I do get him. I always end up dropping them off at the grandparents' house and, you know, letting it all kind of sink in for a few minutes. Maybe I'm driving home and, like, my mouth slowly begins to get, like, I don't really smile. And it's like, smiles, smiles, smiles. Like, ah, and I love it when everything aligns and I'm, like, actually able to go to the skate park right after I drop them off. <laughs> that that session is always the best session ever because they don't happen that often. And, that, and this is, of course, especially when my wife is doing her thing. So she's out, you know, roller skating. I'm skating. Everything's just so cool. Oh, it's just me and the board. Anyways, I think I'm, what I'm about I'm saying is that I need to have one of those soon. So good times. Thanks for, thanks for reminding me, Paul. I, I need to have a, a kid-free day here soon, too. All I have to say is after this episode of Followed, I think I need to become best friends with Paul as well. Like we can both have like a, a kids-free day, hang out. I mean, dude is living the life, which <laughs> this was very inspiring. It's very informative, kind of, hey, here's this weekend. But it's very inspiring, too. It's like, I, yeah, I want I want to go to there. I want to be like that. I need that level of calmness and, and not, you know, less stress. You know, and of course, this is one day. You know, I know he runs a company and has a many other things in his life. But, yeah, aspirations right there. And I even have my first pause rewind moment in this video about a minute 13 Straight up like Pacino face right there, right? Say hello to my little friend. You skate, I skate. I know that was really bad. I'm going to leave it in too. You know, it just kind of came out of nowhere. But seriously though, he almost did go straight up Scarface a few moments later. And I'll explain that in a sec. But I love his approach to skating. Like, well, at least for this day, right? But I tend to get, you know, you know some time to go to skate. Not really decide where I want to skate, or I'll spend too much time driving around, or looking for a new spot, or looking for just anywhere, wasting a lot of time when I could just go to like one of my old faithful locations and and be assured a good session. So that's what he said. He's I'll just go to my park, which is why I need to build something in my backyard, you know. And and I know eventually I'll get my own warehouse. I'm going to talk this into existence and speak this into existence too. 
But this has inspired me. It's a new bucket list item. Open up the No Mongol Warehouse. Yes, open up one. And it's going to have, oh, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but it's it will happen. Let's just say that. And you can come skate too. Don't feel left out. But I need this in my life. Even if it's filled with just a bunch of curbs and blunt steels. <laughs> I don't care. I want it and ASAP. This motivated me. They should call this series Motivated, not Followed. Only because I know I mentioned last year I was going to I was going to build a quarter pipe in my backyard. I think I was going to have it done by like COVID summer 2020. That never happened. What was I doing? What the hell was I doing? We were all doing the same thing for 18 months. I didn't get that done. Sure, the price of wood was up, but that's not an excuse. Like, Rick, I didn't do it. But this year is different. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. 2022 is different because pretty much 2021 is done. Like, it's what? It's going to be October, what, Friday? Saturday? I don't know. It's just crazy. But we will see. But this definitely, like I said, inspired me, which is great. It also showed me how much of a boss Paul is. And we all kind of knew that, right? But dude got his barber to come to his house to line him up. You know, he's like, yeah, you know what? Just shave it short on the sides, leave the top. He's going for a different look. Um, he put a dude in place for not knowing how many steps a certain rail was. Like, dude, hey, hey, you said the numbers. I didn't say any numbers, man. That's straight, straight up boss mode there. <laughs> that's, that's very smart, the way he, he thinks and talks. And he almost killed a dude with his look alone. Did you see that? And note to anyone listening, notice how I didn't say note to self. Because I already know how dumb of an idea it is to throw something at Paul while he is being filmed and chilling in the pool with a cigar. Don't do it, kids. Trust me. Trust me. I know you're probably listening and thinking, like, no, Rick, no, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want and whatever I want. And you can't tell me any otherwise. Hold my beer. Watch this. Watch this. And you grab a ball. I'm going to throw this ball at Paul. He's not going to see it coming. It's going to hit him in the face. So I'm going to do this right now. And then, bam. All I have to say is, watch his death stare starting at 2 minutes and 30 seconds. Look at that. Look at that. The way he turned his head, I honestly couldn't believe he did that too. He's like, did this just, wait, did that just happen? I thought dude was going to get straight murdered right then and there. And I said, notice how you can feel that death stare at 2 minutes, 31 seconds, and we can't even see his eyes. I felt that. Why in the hell would anyone think that would be a great idea? Or something hilarious, you know, to do to Paul. <laughs> Not me. Not me. I'm with you on this one, Mr. Montana. That was straight up four seconds of me holding my breath like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Like, no joke. It, I, it was definitely like a, damn, Daniel? one of those kind of moments. Like, what were you thinking, dude? But it's all good because I was laughing my ass off moments later. <laughs> Just thinking about it now, I can visualize the way it looked, the the shock. And I mean, you've probably seen it or if you follow Pocket Mag on on Instagram, but I'm not going to ruin it for you if you haven't seen it. But let's just say Paul went straight up crocodile on him, okay? <laughs> and it was a damn good thing that Daniel had glasses on cuz otherwise I don't know what would have happened. You know, those glasses saved his life. But I'll never, ever, I mean, I will never, and I repeat this, never, ever forget the moment when Paul and I were busting up at 3 minutes, 39 seconds. Like, I felt that we shared that moment together, you know, as BFFs, forever, forever, and ever.
was <laughs> so hilarious. Like, dude, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, hey, give me, give me a water. It's like, dude, you just threw a ball at his head, and he's asking for water. What do you hand this water with him? What, what, what do you use to hand that water? Oh, your hand. Hmm, gotcha. Sorry, I think I just ruined it for you. If you just, whatever, you know, you, just watch the video. You'll still laugh. It's hilarious. But yeah, we shared that moment, Paul. That was funny. Three thirty-nine, dude. That's feel, I was laughing that hard as well. And then we got to see his new warehouse. You know, Pudwell was there. Malta was there, killing it. You know, casually driving in as he had to leave for the airport. You know, I mean, he just dude just comes in, does some switch flips. Oh, okay, cool. And there was some little kid too. He was really, really good. What? Who was that kid? I'm too lazy to look that up. Should I know who that kid is? You're like, yeah, Rick, it's so-and-so. You should know, man. Come on, what the hell? But I, I didn't know who that kid was. I mean, I guess that was the first time he met Paul. And, dude, he put on a clinic there, dude. I, I need to know to self, or if you know, please let me know who that kid is so I can keep an eye on him. However, what I love most about seeing him at his warehouse is his attention to detail. And did you see how, like, he vacuumed everything? He was very meticulous, very, you know, cautious about where he did. And he even double-checked at 720. He kind of looked back. He looked back twice, actually. It's all about the details, all about the details. He confirmed that twice, that it was good to go from dust and dirt. And even the fact that he had to lace up like some, you know, a new fresh set of kicks to do the sessions, it says a lot about his mental, you know, it's kind of like everyone compares him like to MJ, right, of, you know, of skateboarding. And it makes sense. You see those kind of attentions, those little attention to detail things that matter for him. And it shows, it pays off, right? However, one, it was unlike an MJ moment. Is it me or did P-Rod have some serious flat spots going on? Like, I was like, I was like, what the hell was that? Because I had my headphones on for this. Those wheels had seen better days, right? And it seems so unlike him. Like, maybe that he just didn't have any. Maybe he was waiting on distribution. It was like, dude, fresh shoes, fresh park, fresh dew, flat spots. Maybe I was just hearing things. I don't know. I have my hands in the air. Don't crocodile me, Paul. But nevertheless, this was a great look into Paul's life. Well, at least how he spends his Saturdays, right? So I'll put the link in the notes below. And he's only asking for 11 minutes, 54 seconds of your life, you know? So I, I think it was time well spent. You know, it, it made me want to, I have never copped any primitive gear, swag, anything. I'm like, I see it all the time at, at, at work now. I work at a high school. A lot of kids were in primitive. I don't know if they skate. You know, I try to talk to them when I can. But I'm like, dude, do I need to, do I need to get a primitive hoodie? Should I get one? It's kind of a rhetorical question, but should I? Do you have one? Maybe I should get one to help, you know, help the cause, you know? I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. Oh, and, and Pocket Skate Mag. Can we do another one of these soon with, with P-Rod? But maybe follow him around on a maybe Friday or Sunday or, or Monday. I don't know. I just need more of this. This is great. So thank you. Great stuff. Next up is another video that really caught my attention, and I clicked as soon as I could. And in fact, at times, I felt like I was watching like something on the Discovery or his History Channel, you know? It was that good. So did you see Vans EU in Computo? Wait, no. Let me say that again. In Computo. Oh, my God. Is this why they name it? In Computo video. How many times do you guys want to hear me try it? In Computo. I don't know. I'm going to leave it at that. It was only about 15 minutes. So actually less, less than amount of time than me trying to figure out how to say it. But it had great visuals and audio. So more on that in a minute. But per my notes, the very first trick done, I'm talking the 
very first one, Chris Fanner decides to ollie a street. No big deal, right? But it got me thinking, like, I still don't understand how you guys do that. Can someone teach me how to ollie a street? And don't just tell me to go faster either. I don't want, I want real tips. How do I ollie city streets? Answer me, please. And while you're at it, how do I ollie 180 a street and duck under a bunch of bushes and trees? This is getting ridiculous, Chris. There's a build up here. And then after all that is said and done, you've taught me how to ollie a street. You've taught me how to 180 ollie, ollie 180 a street. Then you have to teach me how to kickflip a street. Does that sound good? I swear the first minute of this video was insane. Chris killed it, grabbed our attention, just, just held it there the whole time. Just those three tricks alone are an entire lifetime portfolio's work for 90% of skaters, right? Eh, I guess 90% is pretty harsh. Maybe 87% of us, right? Yes, I said us. Not all of us can always streets. I mean, can you? Let me know. How about that huge ollie from Victor Pellegrin at 124? That spot looks huge and crusty. Didn't hear any uh, flat spots from what I recall, but that was insane. And he did a crooked bonk, 247. That was nice. I was like, how in the hell do you do that? Most people just look at a trick and go, eh, but no, that's, that takes some skill. And then, of course, they intro, you know, rolled the intro credits right around three minutes in. And honestly... I felt like I'd been watching it for hours. I was sucked in. It was only three minutes. I was like, whoa. So I was, I was locked in and focused. But if there's one thing I had to complain about this video is the lack of names for the skaters as they appear on screen. I don't know all these dudes, and simply by throwing them all down on a list at, what, 317 doesn't really help me much either. I mean, I get it. It's nice. It's a kind gesture. I, I know you probably heard me complain about it. I'm talking to you now, Vans. Vans of you. But I don't have time to circle back and find out who each and every one of these skaters is. I'm just saying. But it was, you know, I'm giving you credit. Give you credit where credit is due. There are names on this video. And it's on me to go look for them. So I'm going to spend the next eight to nine hours, maybe three or four days, finding out all the skaters and what they've done and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I'll let you know or not. Also, is it me or do the pops and the grinds and just, just the wheels rolling, are they louder in this video? Only because the audio, it, it never seemed to match where the distance from the camera lens was. If that makes sense. Like, there were some far away shots. But it sounded like the mic was placed right next to the ledge or curb or pool. It was very trippy to experience, you know. Especially the spots with a lot of echo. That's what I noticed at first. Like, wait, that doesn't, dude, that guy's like 50 feet away. How does it sound like he's right next to her with the camera? So, I don't know if they did some stuff on film or if they had like a, a boom mic around. I was kind of waiting for like a boom mic to, to pop in from the top of the screen. Have you ever seen those? Like mistakes in movies? I've seen a couple in my life. And it's so funny to see like you're watching a movie all wrapped up in the moment, sucked in. Maybe it's a dramatic or like a horror movie. And then slowly from the top, it kind of looks like it's just, it's just black or even gray. A mic pops into the frame and then goes away. It's funny. You, you, now you're going to look for it in this video. I'll have to find out which movies had it, but it was hilarious to see because it just totally takes you out of the movie, moment. It breaks the fourth wall. Ah, it's a movie. I was so sucked in. But that's why I fell here. I was like, wait, where are they recording the audio? Where? You know, and it kind of reminded me of Ray Underhill, like when he was all kablunk, kablang, blah, you know, in the Animal Chain video. I don't know, whatever. I'm rambling. 
But back to the audio real quick is it's because like even the roll-ups, they sound so crisp and clear. You hear everything. And I wasn't even wearing headphones for this one. That, that's why I mentioned it. I'm going to go back, watch it again with headphones. I bet my brain's going to get sensory overload because it's so like it, it's almost like if the, vol- the, the, the actual skating is a little bit cranked up more than normal. And I don't know what, if you guys know what numbers. I mean, normally, you obviously can hear the skating. Then you have the music. But they're, they're almost like equal. It just it seemed odd. So let me know if you've noticed that too. Or if maybe you so, say, yeah, Rick, they're, uh, they filmed on this camera and it sounds like, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know too much about this other than if it's like maybe filmed on film with a separate audio source or maybe it was this camera that has this feature. I don't know. I'll be curious to hear what you have to say. But one of my favorite parts in the edit though was the gap skating. It was about six minutes in. They destroyed that spot destroyed it and if i could magically like be able to 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 do any of the tricks that were landed there here's what i wrote down so i wrote down front flips because i could never master those and switch back flips at that spot i bet those two felt so awesome to land there like you just clear out the gap especially switch back flips like those like i just don't know how you do them it it doesn't make sense to me like it's all just it's it's backwards. It just, uh, it's just whatever. But that was like 25 seconds of pure awesomeness. So you got to at least check it out around the six minute mark. What would you, what would you do there? Even if you can't do it, if you all of a sudden magic could do it, I would do front flips and switch back flips. I love the angle about 10 minutes, 38 seconds in. And it was kind of funny to me for re- for some reason, because I, because all I wrote was a little, like, it looked like almost like a kitten. You know, we have a new kitten in the house. So the kitten just poked their head up. Boop. And, uh, and, and then it's gone, you know, back, bye. But it was just kind of a funny moment. I just had to mention that. So you, you got to circle back and check that out. And that run up gap to front tail was pretty damn awesome at 1137. He slid so long for that one and locking into a bank with that kind of an angle. That's not easy. That is difficult. And he slid so long. There was a, a potential for a drinking game for this video too. If you haven't seen it yet, just here, here's here's what you need to do. Take a shot or a drink, whatever you, whatever beverage you want to consume or imbibe. Every time your eyes get blasted by the sun, just take a shot. <laughs> You'll be pretty hammered if you're using alcohol. I'm just gonna leave it at that. But all in all, this is a great video. Crusty spots, but even better audio or even more interesting audio. Yeah, just just check it out. Good stuff. And finally, Jenko Mag had Evan Rissy and Alex Doyle's documentary, a short film about trying to go pro in Canada. And this one had me cracking up the entire time. And if you haven't seen it yet, you have to watch the documentary documentary first and then read about it. You can read about kind of behind the scenes, but do, you got to do in that order to watch it first, then read. And in fact, if you do that now and come back, that's fine. I'm, Cause I'm going to talk a little bit about why I love this so much. There's gonna be some spoilers. But it was freaking hilarious, okay? Just hold, just trust me on this one. Well, first off, actually, this is a, a mockumentary. It's not a documentary. So this is something that's right up my alley or, you know, wheelhouse. And because I love this kind of stuff. I can't get enough of it. And this one was so damn funny. So here, here's their pitch, okay? Watch as we follow flow skater Skylar Kerr's travels on that treacherous path of trying to make it in skating as a Canadian. And I was quote unquote, make it in quotes. I was like, sold, I'll buy it. Let's just distribute it worldwide. Can we? Okay. Right from the start though, Skylar's dad cracks open a beer 
and puts it in his coffee cup. You know, so I was like, yeah, smart move. I, I like this guy. I kind of settled into my chair. And then he admits, like, I don't know how he got into skateboarding. I really don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go. Hold on tight. And I just about lost it when they actually went from their house and they transitioned to the skate park. They actually had the parents talking at the skate park. I was like, yes. Oh, classic, classic, classic. And then we got to see, you know, some footage of Skyler and, and his basically his pitch to like, hey, man, this is why I should be pro. But, you know, and then they had, of course, the title card, Sky's Limit, which is great. Very, very cool. Epic title. And then we got to finally meet the man of the hour, Mr. Skyler Kerr. We also got to meet his girlfriend and kind of hear about their meet cute and how their their life is and just it's all cuddly and it's all pre uh, 540 attempt. Everything's just great, right? It's all snuggly and you just love everyone. And how about them dropping straight facts though at three minutes fifty seconds? Here, here's here's the kind of see if you can notice something that's kind of suspicious here. Once you're pro. That's when you really start to make money. <laughs> I was like, right? Exactly. That is a guaranteed way to start making good money. Even I know that. And I never turned pro. Now, if you're like a skater and you were just given this video and had no backstory on it and just was like, here, watch this, you would probably like hear a record scratch in your head about, uh, about four minutes, eight seconds. You'd be like, wait, what? What did you just say? Because it's true. As they said, in order to turn pro and make tons of money, you know, of course, you have to be able to complete a 540 first. I mean, it sounds about right, right? <laughs> but I was cracking. I was like, what? And, of course, the Beavis and Butthead boards in the back just added. I was like, ugh. <laughs> was just, it was great, great timing. And the deadpan delivery is so good. But it's true, though. Like, if I, I was thinking about this. Like, if I showed this to, like, just some friends or family, you know, just say, hey, you know, this is a great, very inspiring video. Or, or well, actually, not ruin it for you, but you know, it's very interesting documentary. Check it out. Let me know what you think and not say anything. It would come across as being so damn believable. Like it would definitely fool some of them. <laughs> Hell, it, it might even still fool you. I'm giving you a heads up. And if you haven't, you haven't seen it, it might fool you too. You might get caught up because I mean, the main reason that I didn't turn pro is because I couldn't do five forties, you know, kickflips, impossibles, judo airs. These tricks didn't matter. Because it's all about the 540. And I regret that to this day. So I I feel you, Skylar. I, I can so relate. I, I really can. I want to I want to stress this. I'm here for you, man. I do have to admit that Canadian champion Adam Hopkins stole the show, though, with his 540, right? And I, and I bet that was first try, huh, Adam? It looked like it. Or as you say, it's easy. You just spin. Or he compared it to riding a bike. You know, if, yeah. The Rob Boyce cameo part, whatever you want to call it, was awesome. It was fantastic for us. I mean, he's one of the best to do it, and he actually he still kills it. So his words of wisdom and plan of attack for Skyler, I mean, it all made complete sense. He was telling me, I'm like, yeah, it makes complete sense. Yeah, yes, oh, my God, he's going to land this. He's got yoga. He's got the spiritual. He's got the mindset all going, all that working for him. This is going to happen. The universe is going to say, yep, it's your time. But I only wish we could like hear what they were talking about. It's about six minutes and forty-five seconds. It's kind of a moment where like they're kind of standing next to each other. It's kind of a they're far away. It's like a long shot, and they're pointing at something. I was like, "What are they pointing at?" 
And how did that pointing contribute to helping him land a 540? These are the answers I need in my life right now. At this very moment, I need that. Where were they pointing? What were they talking about? Skylar, Sluggo, can you guys help? Or is it like private information? I understand if so. I hope that Sluggo reached out to Bob LaSalle and kind of helped him overcome his embarrassment for, he wore a helmet for his 540, you know, and he was really upset. You know, I know he's doing well. You, you guys see that in the documentary. But as he said, he doesn't he doesn't wear them now. You know, it was only for his first time, you know, first attempt, you know, the one that he landed. Oh, by the way, imagine that you wear a helmet, you try a 540, you land the first try. OK, but you're, you're pissed because you wore a helmet. Anyways. So it was nice to hear that, you know, Bob did go on to turn pro. He immigrated to the United States and retired comfortably at the old age of 29. But if you didn't laugh when you saw that at 7 minutes, 27 seconds, I am worried about you. Okay, I'm, this is re- I know this has been, I, I'm, I'm straight, dead serious right now. Generally worried, if you didn't find that funny, what it said on that screen right then. Okay, so... I'm not going to lie, though. I was rooting for Skyler the whole thing, chanting. I was like, Skyler, Skyler, Skyler. Got the Rob Slogo boys vibes going, all positive thoughts, all this going, and it's the momentum. But in the end, he didn't get the make. And I knew it was over. You know how I could tell? I knew it was over when I saw Sluggo walking away. And he was, shaking, he was like shaking his head prior. You know, He was just like, oh, man, why am I working with this kid? When your very own mentor throws in the towel, it's time for you to do the same. If that's the only message I could give to you in this entire episode today is if your mentor walks away, from, especially from teaching you, trying to teach you a 540, it's time to face the facts. It just wasn't meant to be, right? So Sluggo did the right thing. You know, I bet, I bet he's in a better headspace now. I know he doesn't post. He hasn't posted on social media in a while. I was like, oh, I was going to find out what's going on with him. I'm actually jealous of that. Quick side note, I wish I could take like six, seven, eight months, two years, five years off from social media. I'm like done, you know, so I respect that. Keep it going, Sluggo. But yeah, it's nice to see your stuff too. But anyway, so to this day though, no one really knows where, you know, where or how Skyler is. His social media hasn't been updated in months either. I mean, it looks like he really did walk away or maybe he didn't. Maybe if you know him, recommend that maybe he try... He's going to make a comeback. I can picture this now. He can get maybe get Sluggo to help him out if Sluggo's not too pissed at him. A frontside 540. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that'll be it. Skyler, you got this, man. And then you could turn pro. That's all. Oh. Seriously, now I'm I'm picturing him landing that. And then, like, he, like, holds up the board. And, like, Sluggo kind of grabs his hand, like, kind of raises it up, too. And he's Skyler's, like, in tears, like, oh. I just want to thank Rick Beta for believing in me. And then now and I would start crying too. And I'd probably walk away from uh, from podcasting forever. That'd be my epic moment. It could happen. Stop laughing. Don't get mad at me either. But seriously, if you guys like mockumentaries, if you don't know what a mockumentary is, this is definitely an example of one. They're great. Just sit back and just have fun with it. you know. And, and really root for Skylar because he needs that, all that energy. Even though we know what happens. Obviously, you heard this and you know. But Skyler, still believe in you, man. And I'll put the link in the notes below. That's all I've got for this week. I appreciate you guys tuning in. 
let's do it again next Wednesday.